Oh my gosh. Episode 197. So three years ago, I guess I talked to Georgia and her friend Tatum about being freshmen in high school. And then that was at the beginning of their freshman year. And then I talked to them again at the end of their freshman year about being a freshman. So I thought I'd have them back on and talk about being seniors. They are both seniors. I can't believe it. And I wanted to see kind of what was different and what they learned and what advice they could give other kids that are in high school and what are their fears and what are their excitements about the future. And I think we had a really good conversation. It was really cool. Um, And they're both such lovely young ladies and so able to express themselves that I think it was a really good conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, It's Georgia and her friend Tatum talking about everything, I guess, uh, everything. Um, Thank you for coming back every week. Thank you for all your emails. Thank you for your episode uh, topic suggestions. Um, I read everything. I don't get to reply to everything, but I read everything. So thank you so much for everything. And I hope you enjoy this episode with Georgia and Tatum. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. these pants, Georgia. Where'd you get them? Isla. You stole Isla's pants? Where did she get them? I don't know how. She got them at Forever 21. Oh, those are the ones she said were too big. Mm-hmm. And they fit you great. They're really cute. Thanks. They're like the flare. The little flare. Bring the little back. look at my shin. <laughs> They're uh, super flare. I didn't shave my legs today. <laughs> I didn't really shave my legs. <laughs> um, I cannot believe you guys are seniors in high school. Oh. Can you what believe can it? I say? <laughs> No. No. I can. I'm ready to go to college. You are? Yeah. Why? Um, It's like a new step. It's like a new experience. I've been looking forward to college. Like I got into high school and I was like, which high school will get me into my dream college? Interesting. Because um, then my college is going to get me to my dream job where I can like live the rest of my life and like have a good time and everything. And so like everything's kind of just been like leading up to it. Uh-huh. So I'm really excited for college. It's like the next step. So what do you want to do for the rest of your life that you're leading up to? Do you know? Um, I want to work in either like law enforcement or like forensic science mm-hmm. or like ballistic analysis. That really has piqued my interest. So That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to go to school for that? Um, there's a bunch of different places that do it, but my top school right now is Clemson. I submitted oh. my application today. Yay! I'm so excited. Clemson's awesome. It's in Tennessee. <laughs> South Carolina. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Where Close. am I thinking of? They asked me. Um, same colors. Same colors. That's why. I was thinking about um, the balls. But yeah, okay. so I that's my top school right now. And I submitted today. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Plus, I have family that live in South Carolina. So that's kind of nice as well. Um, but all of my schools on my list pretty much have either criminology or criminal justice uh-huh. and like a minor in forensic science. Uh-huh. And so um, 
it they all kind of like prepare me for it but like i know i went to like a baylor seminar mm-hmm. um and i got to talk to their forensic science um he teaches all their classes and everything and so they have a like a really long list of alumni that do a bunch of like cia fbi like just police departments and everything and so i really like baylor as well for that that's awesome mm-hmm. what what uh what got you interested in that line of learning um like the first tv shows i ever really watched were like crime or like mystery shows mm-hmm. um and so like i watched criminal minds i'm watching ncis right now um and so i got to like see all of like the crime stuff happening plus like in la here like you see on the news all the time there's so many crazy things that go on and mm-hmm. like they're like they did like an analysis of this and like figured out a murder and everything and so that was really interesting to me and then we have a forensic science class at my school, mm-hmm. which I know is like our school is the only school in like Los Angeles, I think, to have like one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so her dad, my teacher's dad, he actually worked for LAPD. And so she has like firsthand experience with everything. And so I love that class. I adore that class. It's my favorite thing. The senior only class. And so you have to take either anatomy or AP biology to take it. So I took anatomy junior year so that I could take the class. And it's just I love it class so much that's so cool Mm -hmm. that's cool when you find something that's really inspiring and you're passionate about Mm -hmm. that you can continue learning about right Mm -hmm. that's awesome not not all Mm -hmm. seniors know find something like that and part of it might be because they're not exposed to a class like your forensic science elective Mm -hmm. i went to a middle school that had the most amazing electives and my high school didn't my high school was really tiny but my middle school is really big and i think it's so cool to have this broad kind of base of experience from education. That's really cool. I remember you talking about like criminal justice in middle school too. Yeah. It's like always you, been a thing. Yeah, I know. I remember. And I didn't think that it, you would stick with it. And then you didn't. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I could just have it planned out. <laughs> okay, fine. You, Because I, I remember you talking about those TV shows and then um, class. Mm-hmm. Or wait. No, it's okay. Mind. But, uh, that school's class. Your school. Yeah. Your school's class. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I just remember that. I just remember that, like, right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember it before, though. And, like, books and stuff I used to read as well. We yes, read yes, you did. Yes, you did. You would be reading a book, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, three people died. And I'd be like, huh, okay, Tatum. <laughs> we are, like, 12. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't exactly 12, but mm, still. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I remember that. What about you, George? How are you feeling about senior year of high school? Mm, I'm really ready to go. Are you? Yeah. Um, well, part of me is like a little sad because, um, we missed a junior year Mm -hmm. and it's really weird because a lot of people at my school now are like getting a lot closer and it's really kind of sad because I know that would have happened junior year and it would have given us an extra year to be friends with everyone. So that part's kind of sad where I'm making a lot of like new friends and I'm getting closer with a lot of different people knowing that I like have to leave in less than a year. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited to leave because I know that a lot of the people that I'm friends with now, most of them I probably won't talk to every like every day anymore. I'll probably see them like maybe once every year, if that. But I'm just like really excited to move and start over. Are you? Mm-hmm. What do you think? What what excites you about moving and starting over? Just I don't know, because what I was talking to this random my friend's little sister, who I like barely knew, she's on golf with me and we were talking and she was and she said that she'd like barely knew me. Mm-hmm. And it like I don't know why she said when she said that it like freaked me out 
but she was like, yeah, you know, Georgia, like I barely known you. I've only known you for like three months. And I was like, that's really creepy because I've known myself for 17 years. <laughs> and OK, listen, listen, listen. So I was saying I know myself for 17 years. Mostly people I'm friends with have only like met me when I was 16. And this girl's only known me for three months. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really weird that I'm moving with myself to college where people are only going to start meeting me at that age. And I'm really excited to meet people who start meeting me later in life. Who meet you as who you are now. Yeah, as who I am. Because like a lot of my friends in the past, like we were friends in elementary school or in middle school. So they met like young Georgia. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited for people to start meeting new Georgia. What's the difference? I mean, like, uh, younger me was really stupid. I'm going to uh, be honest. Like, okay, so was me. Yeah, it's okay. So like, I. younger like younger people, like, are still figuring out who they are and, like, figuring out what they want to be and who they want to act like and just all that stuff. Like, there's a lot of questions when you're younger. And then the, as you get older, you start developing a personality. And mm -hmm. I really like the personality I'm developing. So mm -hmm. I'm really excited to meet more people who have developed those personalities. And then, like, you know interact if that makes sense does that make sense i feel like it only makes sense it does if it sounds to me like what you're saying is you're it it takes some time to discover who you really are and what you really like or don't like mm -hmm. what you're interested in or not yeah and you feel like you're much closer to knowing yourself than you were a few years ago yeah that be accurate yeah so um we talked the three of us at the beginning of freshman year Yikes. and at the end oh, of freshman year so I wanted to talk to you at the beginning of senior year and again at the end of senior year. No, we were talking in the car. We were like, yo, freshman year, we thought we knew everything. <laughs> and now we're like four years older. And I'm like, oh, my God, I sound so stupid as a freshman. I was like, what, five years old. And it like all figured out in our heads. Yeah, yeah right? we were like, yeah, I'm we're high schoolers. <laughs> no, we were not. We were babies. That's so interesting because that's not the impression I had of those podcasts. I, the two young ladies I see now are far more confident than the two young ladies that were in here as freshmen. Oh, I wonder Would why. you say that's accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like now we like know that we have it figured out a little bit more than we did then. Yeah. Um, we don't have everything figured out clearly. And we're going to look back on this in like four years and be like, oh, yeah, we still had nothing figured out then. Yeah. We had more than we did freshman year. Oh, heck nice. yeah. Like yeah. freshman year, I was clueless. Like, we were clueless about a lot of stuff that you don't know you are clueless about until you start figuring it out. Like, just, like, friendship, not even friendships, but, like, relationships with people. You can be clueless about, like, aspects of that relationship. And then until you, like, and I don't know. Everything I'm saying right now does not make sense as I verbalize it. But, like. Give me an example. Okay. So, like, friendships that I think work out sometimes end up not working out and I don't understand why they're not working out until I get older mm. until I start really being able to understand like a person's chemical makeup mm -hmm. like in friendships there were like friends I had when I was in elementary school where they would work and work and work and then as I get older and as I start to experience more people and the more different as like different types of people I start understanding some of those relationships shouldn't be working out the way they are and that they're not great. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like as you get older and you start meeting more people, you start realizing what people are 
better and what people are worse. Like oh, a new perspective. Yeah, you get newer perspectives right. from the more people you meet. It's really not that people are better or worse. It's just that people, what works with you yeah, that's and what right, doesn't yeah. work with you, mm-hmm. right? Um, that is true for your whole life. So I think what happens when you're young is that you think this BFF should be my BFF forever. Yeah. But really, sometimes that happens. And sometimes your BFF is your BFF forever. And that's amazing. But more likely than not, that's not true. And you end up growing and ebbing and flowing in and out of friendships. And that's actually really natural. And some people do that easily and some people don't. And so you have to allow someone to struggle with that and be and accept their struggle if you're not struggling. You know, it's hard to be compassionate for someone who maybe hasn't moved past your friendship when you have. Mm-hmm. It was hard for that person. And then that may happen to you sometimes where someone moves past your friendship and you haven't. It's, relationships are, are, in my opinion, <laughs> they're all that matter. You know, you have relationships with people, whether you have money, whether you have your health, whether you have um, kids, you have relationships with people all the time. And all you have really is your relationships. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to hear that you've learned that because that's really important as you go into college, because who you hang out with your freshman year of college has a different purpose than who you hang out with your senior year of college. Yeah. I figured that out too, where I would like, it's different making friends the older you get. Like, like I don't in middle school and like freshman sophomore year, I like just the way I made friends was really different than the way I'm making friends now. Can you explain? How did you God, make friends? Do you want to suffer through another explanation? Yeah, yeah, I do. That's what this is about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I don't do. know. Like the did you make friends by handing out candy and then later no, you I did... bribed people? Yeah, I mean being my that's friend. what I, I mean. Like, like I am. Pretty. What do you mean by how you made friends was different? <laughs> like. Like, you know, when you were kids and you were like on the playground and you could just go up to someone and be like, you're my friend now. Do you want to go play tag? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's like when you're children and like freshman year, if you play a sport, you kind of automatically group yourself with those people because yeah. you might know them before school. Mm-hmm. Like I I joined the cheer team and we practiced before freshman year. So mm-hmm. I automatically hung out with that group of friends. Once you start having classes with people, you meet different people, mm-hmm. you kind of start to like get to know everyone. And that's when you kind of fi- start figuring out who you actually genuinely like and who is like the best friend for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of feel. Okay. That was exactly what I was going to say. That's what um, and also I, I would like try and make friends with the people I'd ask to play tag with me. So like in elementary school, like the people that you'd hang out with, I would look for people like that instead mm. of people that I got along with. Mm. Like I would look for people who were easy to be friends with or that I already knew how to be friends with, as opposed to the people I maybe had a lot more in common with or just wanted to be around more. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I don't know what it was about that. And I don't know how I figured that out. But like end of sophomore year, I kind of realized I was making friends with the same type of people. And I wasn't getting along with them for the same reason. Mm. So then I stopped making those kind of friends. And I started making friends that I knew I would actually have fun with. That's very mature. Because what you decided, <laughs> what you did, no. That is very mature. (laughs) Let me tell you what you did. This is really important. You should know this. What you did was you stopped a cycle, right? You were repeating a cycle. You, You were friends with the same person over and over again. That's a cycle. Like 
I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to eat and I gain the 10 pounds back. Now go on a diet. I lose two, 10 pounds and 10 pounds gain back. That's a cycle. So it's really hard for people to identify a cycle, no matter what the cycle is. Uh, dating the same guy, making the same friends, making the same mistakes with money, where you like maybe max out your credit card every month and then you suffer through paying it off and then you max it out again. Those are cycles. People have a really hard time recognizing a cycle and course correcting. You can recognize a cycle and then just keep going in it. But to course correct it, which is what you're saying that you did, is a very mature life skill. And if you can do that at 17, you should make sure that you're aware of that in your life. What that tells me is that you're someone who takes inventory. You're not someone who just wakes up and continues day, 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 day. You, you stop and you go, am I happy? Is this working? Why is this not working? What can I do to change it? That's how you stop a cycle. That's, that's really, really impressive. Maybe I should write a book on how to start, stop a cycle. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should write a book. You how know, to stop you know. a cycle. Step one. Step one. Expert at 17. Because at <laughs> 17, we're experts at a lot of things, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Yes. Everything. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. So, so, Tatum, what you're saying to me is, well, first of all, before I move forward, I have heard from young ladies that your episodes help them a lot. I mean, so thank us. you very much for talking your freshman year beginning and end, which is why I wanted to talk again. So if a kid who's just now a freshman, hears beginning and end of freshman and the beginning now of senior, mm-hmm. they can gain some perspective. My whole point of my podcast is to help people have some perspective and to be right. entertained and have fun and whatever. But, but I don't know if you knew that, that I heard from young girls who said that was really helpful to hear them talk about their experience so I can kind of understand that because it's like the things that we talk about or that I remember talking about freshman year I didn't like talk about with anyone else no one else like really asked me those questions can't like remember anything specifically but I remember no one ever like my mom never like sat down with me and was like hey like just like tell me everything or my friends like we never were like that blunt and to the point and open about anything um so I guess I can kind of see how it would be nice to be able to like hear someone else's opinion, especially if you're like going into it, like you haven't already experienced it. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's really helpful. It's like, it's a nice gift to give humanity, nice gift to give humanity. But so what I, tell me if I'm right. What I understood you saying is you were making friends in the beginning of freshman year based on your activities. Mm-hmm. And then toward the end of your school career as a high schooler, you were making friends based on your interests. Yeah, I mean, at my school, um, it is very clicky. We are still all super clicky. Um, But I had a best friend who graduated last year. um, And her last year, it was so funny because, like, she would go out and then she, like, posted a picture with all these people. And I was like, you hate them. She's like... We just like all fixed all of our problems like senior year. Like we all get along now. We like talked everything out. We don't want to be mad at each other for our senior year before we leave. But it was so miraculous. Like one week she was like, yeah, I really don't like the way that she did this. And then the next day she was like posting a picture with them. And she was like, I'm fine with them now. Yeah, that happens all the time. Where I'm like, what? In the and so hell? it's so weird. And like I can see our class starting to do it because I told her, I was like, that's not going to happen to our class. Our class like hates each other. Hate is a very strong word. But we all like, we all have problems with each other. Like there's so much drama that happens at my school. I'm so oh afraid. yeah, yeah. But um, 
And so I was like, it's never going to happen. And she's like, it's going to happen. And it's starting to happen. And like, you see so many like people that you're like, oh, I didn't know you would be here. Like, I didn't know you hung out with these people, like all of that stuff. Like I'm starting to make new friends. Um, my friend group just got a whole lot bigger. I was like down to like five girls that we were like all kind of close and just had issues. And now we're friends with a bunch of other people. So it's like all still changing, I think. Um I think college apps definitely has a lot of stress to put on it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of stress. But uh, yeah, so groups are like consistently changing. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Like mm-hmm. that, like you're completely right about the people that just hate each other that still hang out. And you're like, what is going on? Like, because I, I wasn't like I was talking to my friend about this when we were in the car the other day. Like we were never the kind of kids in middle school and in early high school that would go to parties or that would mm-hmm. be in these big, big like football team friend groups like we were never those kids and now like now that we're older we're getting invited to a lot of those kind of things and we see all these kids that have been in those kind of friend groups since like eighth grade and you see them and they all hate each other like gen like none of them really actually like each other and then you see them like partying like their best friends and they have been for the rest like I think in one of the friend groups at school there was this thing sophomore split where everyone basically like splits up and makes all these new friends. Mm -hmm. And that didn't really happen for us because of COVID. And because Mm -hmm. that was kind of like that kind of paused it. But there was this giant friend group that had this like unsaid agreement to just keep being friends and to no matter what they'd be friends. And then the end of high school, they'd never speak to each other again. And I heard about it and I was like, how do you, that's miserable. Why would you want to spend your life like that? In high school, like, why wouldn't you want to just cut out all the hard work of being fake and jealous of each other and then talking bad about each other and then 30 seconds later going and, like, singing karaoke? Like, like, why would you want to do that? That seems like a waste of energy. It and now guarantees ev- you friends, though. Yeah, if it guarantees you friends. you think about it, that's friends. what they want. They want something steady. They want something yeah. that they know that they can rely on. Yeah, like, they still It's go, a guarantee. Yeah, they, they, they talk about... There. Yeah, they talk about going to parties and they're like, like I don't want to go to this party, but if I stop going, I'm going to stop being invited. And then I have nothing to do exactly. on the weekend. And you're wow. like, why would you want to go to a party where you know you're going to be miserable for three hours just to leave and complain about it and then do it over and over again? And people are like, oh, I don't know, just because, you know, it's a party. And I'm like, yeah, but why would you go if you're not going to have fun? So I don't go if I know I'm not going to have fun. And if I do know I'm going to have fun, I go and I have fun, which is exactly what happens. And you keep getting invited regardless which is so stupid to me where I'm like, what is that mindset? Like there are people that are at that party. No one likes, they have like, everyone hates them. Well, that's But they still keep getting invited and keep showing up. And I'm like, what is this? I go in and I'm like, what is going on here? But wait, how are people, how are there people that no one likes? What, what, What causes a person to be someone that no one likes? I don't have anyone in my school that like everyone dislikes. Huh. Um, there's like groups that dislike each other there's like mm-hmm. a group that most people dislike but it was like it's not like a singular person that like everyone dislikes why do you dislike them honestly it depends on like which group some groups i have like no no quarrel with like they're totally fine i just like i don't know them that well i haven't hung out with them that much um some things you hear like through the grapevine that you're you can't be sure of like that so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. Uh And so some people start disliking people based off of that or Mm -hmm. like 
he just broke up with his girlfriend and then he went and made out with some other girl or something. You're like, oh, that's kind of really mean. Like, why would he do that? Sometimes you witness it firsthand at a party I was just at. Like, I it was homecoming our last weekend for mm-hmm. us. And so uh, my friend, some guy took her to homecoming and then ditched her and then asked another girl out on a date the next day. We were like, that's kind of not what you do. You kind of like go to homecoming. Like, even if like, it's like just for like one night. I actually heard about that. Yeah, it happened like three different times too. I know. It was bad. Guys at our school are just mean. Um, <laughs> but it's like, so it's stuff like that. You either see it or you hear it. Um, but the group that I dislike, it's just, they're just mean to everyone. Mm. They're just like, and they're rude to teachers and it was as well. And I really dislike that. Mm-hmm. Because like the teachers, they're, they're trying their best. Yeah. They, they just want job. to teach us. It's their job. Like they just say rude things. And yeah. Why do you think they do that? Because a lot of people really believe they're untouchable, which is one of the reasons I don't like some of these people. They just believe that they've been in these groups for so long and that they're them and no one can touch them. And you're like, okay, that's not true. So they act like anything they do has no consequence where you're like, okay, well, it actually does. Like making out with a girl as soon as you break up with someone, you're like, okay, that life does have consequences. They just it's just people that have never really experienced or if they've experienced never really cared about what comes out of their actions Hmm. and they just believe they're untouchable it's usually um high school boys that believe they're untouchable because they're on the football team and baseball or baseball or water polo and they just believe they just cannot like they can do no wrong because they get the girls all the time but it's so it's so stupid because they just they just think they're untouchable. And you're like, okay, but you're not. Where are you hanging out with these boys? Because you go to an all-girls school. You just girl. know. Girl. Girl. A girl. All-girls school doesn't mean anything. No? No. Like at, Just like, means you're not in classes with boys. Yeah, it just means I'm not in class with boys. But I still see them. I went to homecoming. I went to the football game. You did? Yeah, yeah. we go to football games. I saw her at the football game. <laughs> I, saw I walk up and she was standing like at the edge of the bleachers and it was Jersey themed and we didn't know that. So, because we don't go there. Yeah. So, we, um, she turns around and she goes, Tatum? I'm like, Georgia? No, so, like, I like peered down. down. I was like, no way. Not a chance. Because one of her friends went to my school freshman year and she left to go to uh, Tatum's school, Georgia Kreischer. Uh, She left my school to go to Tatum school and I see her every so often because she's still friends with people at my school. Like she still has like a couple Mm -hmm. friends. So I still see her sometimes at like, who is it? Alyssa. Alyssa. (laughs) Um, But I saw her. I saw Alyssa and I knew she was friends with Tatum. And I was like, she's on the cheer team. If Alyssa's Mm -hmm. here, then that means Tatum's group could be here, which means Tatum could be here. So I was looking. Oh Alyssa's really short. She's like <laughs> this very tall. Short. And so I was like looking up from Alyssa. I was oh my like, God. Where's where? Tatum? And then I saw Tatum and I was like, not a chance. Not a chance. She Tatum. I turn around and I go, Georgia. <laughs> but it's so weird how high school kind of works like that. Yeah. Where you can go to one high school event and see 30 kids you know. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, what in the heck? It's very different than the way I grew up. Um, it's very fascinating to watch because I, even though I changed schools a lot, I started and ended at the same school. Mm-hmm. So I went to, I think, six different schools between oh kindergarten and 12th grade. Same. But I started at, at Bowden High, I started at Bowden Elementary School and I ended at Bowden High School. Mm. And um, my experience of high school 
my whole graduating class was like 74 students. Those kids had been together since kindergarten. I was one of the few people that left at all. Everybody just stayed together. So there weren't really any clicks. It was like having 73 siblings where everybody just accepted everybody and got along. And I mean, of course, from time to time, there was a little drama. So-and-so stole Mm -hmm. so-and-so's boyfriend. But this kind of group hating this group and this group hates that group. And we didn't know anybody from any other high school because you stayed in your one spot. Mm -hmm. And the nearest high school to my high school was probably 20 minute drive. So you guys are all kind of grew up in a few pods of elementary schools and then spread all over the place. It's kind of what you're saying. I've actually thought about it recently. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird because everyone went to either like elementary or middle school. So they like that everyone is in this pod of kids like our elementary school. Mm-hmm. If I see which I do and I don't like it but when I see kids from like my elementary school out at like a party or like a football game they still act like we've been in school together for 12 years and what's wrong with that no nothing's wrong with it it's just terrifying oh well you just said I don't like it no no, no, yeah because it's terrifying why is it terrifying because it's terrible because I'll see it's not true random kid that I had fourth grade class with and he pretends like we're best friends still. And I'm like, oh, which is nice. It's really comforting because then, you know, you have at least one person at that party. Like that Lucas has your back. Yes. Like Lucas. Yeah. That terrified me. When Why that, that terror? He was adorable. There was this kid. There was this kid in third grade. He was right? adorable. I think second through fourth grade. We were always sat next to each other mm-hmm. and we would fight so much because he was such an idiot. He was, he was not. Such an idiot. He was adorable. He was, okay, he was actually he very, was very smart. Really stupid. No, he but was not. In, he in was life, very smart. Life, in, he was not street smart. He was okay. school. So he, he was, was he okay, was, school smart, but take him away from school and he has the brain of a chimpanzee. That is not true. And he may hear this and that's not Luke, nice. It's okay. I, Cause it's Lucas. He doesn't really care. <laughs> so he randomly added me on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And I like swiped up on one of his stories and I was like, hi, Lucas. And we started talking for like three hours about absolutely nothing. And then he still snapshots me to this day. He swipes up on my stories and he goes, you look really stupid right here. And I'm like, shut up. Like, like we <laughs> act like we're friends, but I haven't physically seen him since fifth grade. His thir- their third grade teacher said they were like a married couple. And we still fight fight like that, and it's terrifying. But I think it's awesome. I don't. But it happens with kids at other schools too. I love it. Like where they they've known each other since they were little, and then they see each other at parties, and it's like no times passed. And it's I really like it, but it's really creepy. Like there's one kid that I saw. He goes to, or (laughs) God, I can't. Anyways, we've, sorry, we went Halston. to the, sorry, Halston, Halston, <laughs> hearts in the chat. Um, we went to the same elementary school, same middle school. And then he went to the brother school. I went to the sister school. We didn't talk all of elementary school, all of middle school, all of high school. And then randomly I made friends with one of his best friends and we're like best friends now. And I didn't talk to him at all. With a boy? Yes. Georgia keeps her life secret from her mother. Oh my god! Okay, I keep my, my life well, secret you would, from my you would approve. You keep your life secret from your mother. What'd you say? You would approve. Well, um, I don't know because I don't know anything about what goes on in Georgia's <laughs> life at all, except that she constantly breaks her curfew, which Sorry. I have not given her any punitive 
no punitive whatever Girl, for that. You're but lucky. I'm about done with it. The curfew breaking <laughs> is sorry, over. Sorry, it's official. Sorry, sorry. I'm announcing it on the I'm podcast. Sorry, sorry, if you break your curfew again, I'm taking your do you, car for a do week. Do you want? Okay. Wow. Okay. Jesus. I'll okay. drive you to school for a week. Okay. Wow. Nice. My dad gives me right. grief if I'm like five minutes early. He'll be like, oof, come that one close to you. I'm like... I allow time because like I sit in my car for five minutes and then I like get my keys and I go inside home. We like, it's, it's like 1052. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. He's like, come, come that one close. I was like, what? Oh, my daughter caught up 40 minutes past her. Shut up now. Yeah. Yes, I, I would love to know who you're friends with, Georgia, but since you want to know off, off the record, well, poor Halston's had to edit everything. Um, of course I want to know off the record. Of course, I would love for you to have your friends over. You never bring anybody over. Do you want to know off the record? Sure. Oh, I know. Kid. I know. And I didn't talk to him all of. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would talk to him all of elementary school, all of middle school. Did he go to middle school? Yes. Yeah. You're lying. He was no. friends with. Andrew, when he, do you remember when Andrew stabbed a kid with a pencil? Yes. Yeah, he was in that. He was Did in that track of Jackson? humanities. Yeah, Jackson. I guess in the arm. Jackson with a pencil, and then he brought a knife to school, but it was whatever. <laughs> yeah. But oh, he was in God. that track of humanities because there were two tracks. Yeah. I was we were say, in I was one. Like, I don't. He was in the other no. one. <laughs> Or he was in STEM. I don't. I don't really care. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> ouch. <laughs> Sorry. So where do you see him? Literally everywhere. Literally everywhere. Literally Just everywhere. like hanging out at the end of the driveway. He's like at the end of the driveway all the time. Yeah, he's at the end there. of the driveway right now. He's standing there he's with... For right, right? <laughs> Funny <laughs> thing is, he lived a block away from us all through your elementary school. Yeah. He lived one block away. Mm, yeah. He's a great kid. Yeah. I've always liked that kid. Great kid. Legend. <laughs> is he your boyfriend? Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. Really? Really? Just, well, I don't know anything about your life. Answer the question. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he's a boy and a friend. Oh, my God. Man. This is why. Bro, do you my wonder? parents are probably freaking out. I just started. because Okay. So I've never been friends with guys like ever. Yeah. Like all throughout like. No, we know. Because I wasn't either. Because we were okay, the same man. friends. Because we were friends. Yeah. <laughs> so I like I've, I've never been friends with guys. I've never been close. And then like. A week ago, I'm like, hey, mom, can I go over to Jack's house? She's like, who is Jack? Yeah. I'm like, Jack. She's like, who is Jack? Because boys take so long to mature. So I didn't want to waste my time. But now there's like a giant friend group of us. And I'm friends with like five guys. Mm -hmm. I have three Jacks in my friend group. Mm -hmm. So we have like JP, Jack, and then one we call by his last name. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so whenever I go home. And I say, oh, yeah, we were at Jack's house. She's like, which one? <laughs> I'm like, that's always confusing. But they still haven't, like, met them. My dad met two of them because they came over for Halloween. We dressed as frat guys for Halloween. Nice. Yep. My friend group was frat when We had stickers that say, hi, my name is Chad. Or hi, my name is Brad. That was pretty funny. That's pretty funny. So my dad got to meet them when they were dressed up like frat boys. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. It was a great first impression for those two. Um but now we're constantly at Jack's house, one of them. <laughs> and so my parents are like, am I ever going to get to meet Jack? Am I ever going to get to meet the other two Jacks? They know one of them. That's it. They know one guy. So is that on purpose? <laughs> no. No, I mean, Not really. They all got ready at my house on Halloween. 
And that's how my dad knows that my mom just wasn't there. She was mm-hmm. taking my brother trick-or-treating mm-hmm. because my brother is a sophomore and went trick-or-treating and I envy him for it. Um, they were Care Bears for Halloween. Oh, how awesome. In like Care Bear onesies. Oh, that's cute. He's 15 and 6'5". And in a Care Bear onesie. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. 6'5". Six 6'5". Five. Six five. Um, no, it's not on purpose. It's just weird to be like, hey come over and like meet my parents so I'm yeah. allowed to hang out with you. It gets mm-hmm. a lot more informal. Like in high school, like in middle school, we would like plan out days we would hang out. But in high school, you're kind of just like, what are you doing? And then we just kind of go. Where. Like yeah. it's really informal. Like middle school, I remember we would like plan out all our moms are going to drop us off here at this time. And we're going to go mini golfing. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to go mini golfing for two and a half hours. Exactly. Like it was more like that in middle school only because you know, there's like a lot more or a lot less freedom. Like we didn't really know who we were. First of all, we couldn't take ourselves anywhere. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what we liked doing. So mm-hmm. we would just kind of do whatever. But now in high school, everyone's just like, yeah, let's just hang out. It doesn't matter what we do. Let's just go together. Mm-hmm. And it's less like, let's meet my mom and dad and see where I grew up. It's kind of just like, yeah, you want to go get food? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you kind of just meet people through them, like coming over yeah. and hanging out at your house. Um, and which I hardly ever do because I have my dad works from home part of the time. My mom is always at home and my brother is normally always at home, too. So my house isn't exactly like a party house or like a big hangout house. Right. Because we can't sit in the living room. There's no upstairs or downstairs. Like if mm-hmm. we sit in the living room and we're making noise, we can have to go to bed like nine. We're not yeah. going to go to bed at nine. Right. Yeah. So we always do someone else's house. And so that's just like, she's like, I've never met anyone. You never invite anyone over. I'm like. We have better houses for this. My friends have pools. Like, we have hot tubs. Yeah, well, I can say we have an awesome hangout okay, house. Well, but my yeah, daughter you do, Georgia. never Sorry. invites anybody ever. And I've asked her to invite people because, not because I am a meddler, but because I'm curious. I'd love to know who she's hanging out with. And I don't need to know from a controlling, overbearing parent. I want to know because I love my daughter and I like to know who she is. That's all. It you should invite most me over people though. Like, yeah, right. You should invite anybody I've never over. Seen sometime. this house? <laughs> oh my god! And that's a shame. You've been friends with Tatum since second grade, and she's never second seen her grade house. For second nothing. grade. And she's never been here because you don't invite anybody here. Okay. Ever. Wow. This is really a let's hate on Georgia podcast. <laughs> Not hate on Georgia. You have punished me already. Well, it's because you're always late for oh curfew. My God. Okay, anyways, you know why? The I reason no one, you. the reason no one really comes over here is everyone lives by. By school. By school. That is everyone, a good excuse, everyone lives by school. So it's harder to get seven people to come over here as opposed to like two people going I live there. five minutes away. Instead of your, <laughs> except for your two friends that live about five minutes from here. So they always go over to that Me house. Too. Yeah. So what's because the difference between that, that house and here? Because they live up Same on a hill and it's really pretty. And our house is a It's really oh pretty. Oh my gosh. Here. Actually, I'm going to stop talking now before she hates me. Yeah, like, guys, She's on my team. Tatum's no, on my guys, team with this okay, one. Next subject. We have a pool Academics. table. Academics. We have a hot tub. I'm taking AP Environmental Science. <laughs> I love it. We learned night. about I know, right? Rocks. You can bring your friends over to my really? house. Totally. Maybe we learned about sediment. I would be happy rocks. to host your birthday party. Uh, I would love that. I would love to know who your Maybe friends are. Maybe I'll invite are. you. 
Yeah, maybe she can invite you, George. Okay. Anyways, I have a meeting <laughs> at uh, one o'clock. So it looks like my time's about up. <laughs> so it's not like it's like two thirty. It's not two fifty three. So what is hard about senior year? What's hard? The fact that I kind of have to leave everyone. That's in Common App, but whatever. I Common App is so over talked about, so I'm just not even gonna say those words. Um, well, for people who don't know what that is, it's college applying to college. Don't ever speak to me about it. That's one of the other tiring things about that's the only thing adults think my personality revolves around. Any adult will go up to me and be like, who's applying for college? I'm what like, college you realize you I am deeper than that. Well, actually, right obviously, now, <laughs> they <laughs> know that you're deeper than that. But that's what's relevant in your life right now. True. I mean, the, uh, the hard part for me is that I'm making all these friends that I know I'm going to have to distance from in a year and it kind of makes me sad because I don't know I like people and I don't like the thought of leaving people and it's sad because I go to and I go and I get closer and closer and closer and then I just realize I'm like oh well I'm gonna have to leave them so it's kind of sad I'm the opposite I'm like I have no connection like sure I love my friends but like I'm biding the days until I can leave Mm. I'm like until I get that fresh start Mm -hmm. like I'm like, as soon as I leave for college, I'm done with them. I'm done with everyone. It's just, we've had so much drama and there's so much everyone talks behind each other's back, even with like within my friend group. Wow. And like everyone just comes to me and it's like, oh my God, so-and-so did this. And then like the moment they walk in the room, they switch people and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe so-and-so said this. I'm like, can I like That kind of stuff's tiring. It's it's, It's toxic. Consistent and it's toxic. And Mm -hmm. it's like too late in the year for me to like find new like friends and like, because then like, I don't know. It's really complicated. It's very toxic. But like I'm I'm ready it's to go. Like it's So do you think uh, do you think that environment is specific to your school? No. Uh, it's not. No, cuz it happens everywhere. It does. Every it happens with every high schooler and I'm I'm ready for that part to go to college and make a ton of new friends because I'm doing that right now where I'm making all these new friends and I really like that. Like I really like getting to know all these people like fresh, like I get a fresh start. It's basically another fresh start where I'm getting to know all these people again. And I really like that part. And I really want that to happen in college. Cause I think I'm going to be getting to know like broader different, like, you know, like, you know, there's a certain type of person at my school and that I meet at parties cause they're high schoolers, but I'm ready to meet college students. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It does. Do you not think these dynamics happen in college? I think it's less. I think they do, but I'm hoping that people are more mature. <laughs> yeah. Just well, like even by like a little teensy tiny bit. And it's also like, I feel because I'm going to college out of state or like at least out of the city. Um, I think the closest place I'm applying is like Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, an entirely different dynamic and people come from all over. And if you think about it, everyone is getting that like clean slate, that fresh yeah. start. And so everyone is going to try and be like the best version of themselves for like the first month or even like year of college. Mm-hmm. And so everyone is just going to be trying to do the same exact thing you're doing, which puts you all in, in the same boat. You automatically have something in common with everyone that you guys can bond over. But why isn't that happening in high school? Because high school was a transition from like middle school to high school. Like I think it's like it's like middle schoolers growing up and now it's like high schoolers growing up. Because at the end of high school, you're an adult basically. But at the end of middle school, you're still like a kid. 
you're a kid going to high school and you think like, like I remember in middle school, I remember thinking high school, I was going to be all grown up and like Mm. this big kid and I would be so ready for college. And I wasn't wrong, but that was like the last year of high school that I felt that way. Right. Like freshman, sophomore, junior year, I still felt a little bit like a kid. Mm -hmm. Like even though I had experienced a lot more than I did in middle school, I still felt like a kid. Mm -hmm. But I'm but now that everyone's kind of starting to feel like adults, it's now that it's it's a more mature feeling. It's like a more grown up feeling Mm -hmm. than it was in freshman year of high school. Well, it should be. One would hope you mature through high school and that you don't feel younger as a senior than you did as a freshman, you'd want to feel older and more, you know, mature and wiser per se. But, you know, like the conversation we were having about the cycles, sometimes people continue on as they were in high school. Not that they're not more mature, but the dysfunction of like what you just described, someone's talking about someone behind their back and then that person walks in and they talk about someone else entirely behind their back. That's something that's very hard to change unless you recognize that that's not great behavior. Yeah. So, But I feel like that'll get less because I feel like people are going to be exposed to a lot of different types of people because what I noticed is like most of the kids I'm going to school with have only experienced a small percentage of what society really is. Like they've only been surrounded by like-minded kids because they've only they've gone to the same elementary middle and high school with the same types of people Mm -hmm. but like Tatum and I like our middle school was not anything like private school like like there there's a giant difference between private school kids and like like I tell them about this kid getting stabbed and they're like are you okay and I'm like it it was literally not a big deal like they stabbed some well I mean it was kind of a big well deal. kind of a like big deal the day but like, of but like the next day we we're like okay oh whatever back about. to learning yeah. yeah and I think there's it's weird because I feel like those kind of kids if they're not aware of it they're going to get like a bit of a shock in college which I'm excited for but I, I, I don't know. So you feel like you got more of a real life experience in your elementary and middle school, which were large public schools. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of kids in your, your middle school had like 1800 students in three grades. That's a very yeah. large school. It's a public school. And demographically, it had a lot of kids on free lunch and it had a lot of kids with a lot of money. There mm-hmm. was a big range of ethnicity and socioeconomic background, you pretty much had every type of person you could think of uh, in your middle school. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad about that, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm really glad about that. I would have been that. such a different person if I didn't have that. Honestly, if we didn't eat in the library for like, Tatum and I ate in the library for like two years. We were nerds, We were guys. idiots, bro. We would sit in the back <laughs> no, room of the we library. we were idiots. I do not regret sitting in that library. No, it was so smart. Because we sat with our library, our librarian had this like back room and this yeah. back I loved table. her. It was and the all safest And all of the teachers place. used the microwave to heat up their lunches. And we yeah. would use the microwave. We would use the microwave. Too. That was the safest decision we could have made. Yeah. Because, oh my God. That I was the best decision I made out of all of middle school. Yeah, honestly. Was sitting in that library. Because she would make mm-hmm. us cookies. We and she would let us use her tea, tea. And hot coffee. And it was so coffee. smart. As opposed to sitting on those crusty benches. Outside. Where people got in fights. Like, what do people do when it rains? Yeah, exactly. We they the sat library. under, like, the little, like, wood awning things that dripped through. Yeah, it was stupid. No. We were smart. You know, what's really interesting is Isla, um, 
Isla has really fond memories of that same school. Even though there's crazy things like people getting stabbed and drugs and people having sex in the bushes and like crazy stuff that yeah. happened. She lo- she has really fond memories of that school, I think, because it was so diverse. Yeah, that there no. were so many Same. different things going on. Zero period. Good and bad, Zero right? Period. We had the, the PE teacher that <laughs> stole shopping carts and shoved all her physical activity or physical activity, PE equipment in the shopping carts and we would hear her before we would see her. Mm-hmm. We'd hear the shopping cart and everyone would like get run to their number and we'd like stand there and she would be like, like with the little buggy. RIP, she died. She did pass away. Bless her heart. Legend. She was old though. She you know, was old. Very you know, old. Miss Lyons used the shopping cart now. Stop it. She does. Is it like a remembrance? Yes, I'm she uses so it now. It. Oh my, it's terrifying. I forgot that you had Mrs. Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I zero forgot. period PE. It was they made it seem like, like middle school PE. It was like preparing you for high school PE. I got to high school and did like one semester of PE. And yeah. We did um, just a dance uh-huh. for PE. And then power walking. <laughs> and because I play a sport, I don't have to do PE ever again throughout the rest of high same. school. Same. Yeah, yeah, same. I was like, oh. We yeah, did power like- walking as a PE. I was like, I ran the mile every Wednesday for like a year for this. No, my teacher, she loved um, me and my friend because we were the only two girls in her class that would run the mile. She was like, you guys can walk a mile. You can like chill. And we were the, we ran the mile voluntarily. We were those people. Because you ran all during middle school. (laughs) Yeah. And I told, I told my friends, like we would run a mile. We would do the pacer test. We would do the fitness. Like we would do all those fitness tests where they're like, how many sit-ups can you do in a minute? And they were all like, that's insane. That's torture. Why didn't you sue the school? I was like, what do you mean? Why didn't I sue the school? Right. Like I had one friend who I told, I told her about the pacer test. And I was like, yeah, my top was like 60 or 75. But like some kids would go until they hit like 200 or until they physically collapsed because it just like PE was like so weird back PE then. Like it like, meant that much to people. You were the best in PE. You were like legend. You were a legend. And I was like, yeah, people get so competitive. They were like, how are you not like this? Sounds like abuse. I was like, you've never heard of any was, abuse ever. Like, if you think the pacer test was abuse, I did the most sit ups in that class. So proud. Of I myself. did the most pull ups. And I was like, I can I'm do like two pull ups in those ugly uniforms. Stop. I pulled out my PE. I still have it. Yes, the PE do. uniform. We had to write to your sleep. name right here and then on the shorts. And I wore the shorts to school for dude day. Oh, and I have God. one girl from my middle school and she saw them sort of crying, laughing. She was like, no, you should burn those. I don't know why they're still That's on your body. And I, I got like, in trouble because I just my mom wrote just my last name on it. So that my brother could use my PE oh my clothes God. as well. Oh my and God. I got in trouble for it. You did? Yeah. I was like, that's so stupid. Like, why do I have to buy a new set of clothes for him? Exactly. Yeah, that is stupid. But those PE uniforms were so ugly. So it was kind of nice, though, because it kind of put everyone on the same level. Low-key. Like, everyone was wearing the same uniforms ugly. that were really yeah. ugly. Like, uniforms you can kind of, like, finesse to make yourself look cooler. Not those But ones. not those PE uniforms. They were ugly, and there was no changing how ugly Nothing they were. Nothing you do about it. And then people would like every because no one liked them. Everyone hated. So them. let me ask you this. Were, how were your friendships in middle school different than your friendship friendships in high school? Because you were with a group of public school kids in middle school and a group of private school kids in high school. Is there any difference? What was the difference? So entitled. People in my school yeah. are so entitled. Yeah. yeah. 
they're really like they're you're right they're so entitled like you mean as a group you're yeah. not talking about no, specific not like people. individually right not you individually as, as a group they just they have more they're more of like they believe they deserve more and i'll group myself into it like we're so spoiled at my school mm-hmm. we have like like two thousand dollar chairs in each room for like yeah. english classes we have like the spinny chairs you have those no not yet we're we getting the spinny them, chairs they have like, like wheels on the bottom and then you can spin and they're so nice they're only in my english class but people, oh, we're getting them in our english people class. in my class hate me because i'm like a fidgeter so i'll like spin around in my chair while she's lecturing and they've just learned to ignore it yeah there's a lot of like little things where i, I honestly i'm I don't know. Like there are a lot of little things where I was like, I'm glad I went to my middle school because otherwise I'd be acting exactly like these kids. Like some of the desks are like squeaky and like I don't I don't realize it. But other kids like that's what they'll complain about for like three days. And I'm like, really? This is what you're worried about? Squeaky desk. Where they're like every time I move, I'm like, it's not that deep. It's So it sounds to me like as a group, not talking about individuals again, as a group, the public skill as public school kids are a bit more resilient. Yeah, a lot more They can manage adversity a little better. Would that be right? Yeah. So then... And it's not just our public school. It's every public school. Right. Like, they're just a lot... They find a lot less to complain about. Interesting. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because you're aware... What's that? Okay, that coffee breakfast cake was the, the one classroom. thing they did right. That was the only thing. Do you remember I, when Miss Smith would freeze the breakfasts? And yeah, and then we would eat them other? the next day. No, she would. Do you remember when we would throw when, them at yeah, each other? Yeah, I do remember that. And the bananas. The poor apple like, juice. Yes, I remember that because it exploded on someone. But wait. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, wait. Uh, I had uh, you, you, you. Oh my bad. You you no, Georgia did it. It's Georgia's fault. It's totally <laughs> Georgia. Um, you, you're, you're, you're grounded. Um, no, I was thinking about the, do you think it's because in, in middle school, you, were you aware that there were kids that had a lot less than you? Oh yeah. You were. In middle school? In middle school. Not as much. No. No? I I honestly wasn't that aware. Like I just kind of thought of everyone as equal. Like, like evenly. Like I didn't put any other kids below or above me because I just no. Kinda, that's not what I oh. mean no that's not what I mean not that you're better like, than or they're worse than but no. th- there's an awareness that your parents are driving a brand new oh, car oh yeah yeah, and their yeah. Parents that are part driving I was like they were having car. breakfast at school like using the school provided breakfast yeah yeah that part I was aware of. I thought you meant like socially no, I was like no no, 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 no that's not what I meant because I have to say I I was involved in your middle school in choir and I yeah. saw the way you guys moved around in the school and socially there was no difference from one yeah. person mm-hmm. to the other. I never saw either of you behave like someone was better or worse than you ever. Yeah. That's right. absolutely not what I meant. Mm-hmm. What I meant was, did you have an internal awareness of, yeah. Oh, I have a, I have a really good life and not yeah. that their life is bad, but that mine is, is different is different. Yeah. It made me, I think, yeah, I think I'm really glad that part, you're right. I'm glad I experienced it at my age because it made me a lot more sensitive to other people mm-hmm. because I would kind of, I guess I would see the way they were at school and I, and then they'd explain to me how their life was different than mine. Mm-hmm. And the difference was so drastic that I just had a lot more sympathy for humans like as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like I would hear people talk about like, 
I like I had one friend whose parent like she immigrated from Korea and mm-hmm. she talked to me about immigration and about adapting to America. And it like it kind of threw my life into a really different perspective because I'd be like, wow, I like grew up here. I'm so lucky to have like this be my first language and be able to talk to everyone and how like I'm, I'm so lucky to just be here and be okay with being here. And then I'd hear like she immigrated when she was like 12. And I was like, that's really old to immigrate. And now you're here and you're doing so well. Like, oh my God. So like, there was a lot of that, that like really put a lot of my life into perspective. And that a lot of kids that went to the same, like K through eight private school didn't get to experience. Mm -hmm. Like they never really met anyone like that. Right. You know what I mean? It's a different type of privilege. (laughs) It's a different type of privilege. Yeah. You have privilege, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's a different kind of privilege of private school. So, mm-hmm. are what are you what are you nervous, worried, afraid about for after you graduate high school? That I'm gonna not know what I'm doing and then come back home. What's so wrong with that? Because I don't, I don't know. I like. I don't know. Like when I go out in the world, I want to be able to take care of myself. So Mm -hmm. I want to start taking care of myself as soon as possible. And there's nothing wrong with coming home and not being able to take care of yourself. That's just not what I want for myself. I want to be able to be strong enough to go live my life on my own whenever I want. Right. And if I can't do that, then I guess it's okay. But that's not what I personally want for myself. That's not your goal. That's not my goal. Yeah. My goal is to do it and do it right. But coming home, it depends on your perspective because if you have to come home, maybe you just regroup, you just regroup and start again. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Coming home and staying lost. Yeah. Is a different thing. That's what I would, you would never do that. That's not your personality. I I would not worry about that at all, (laughs) but that's, I'm glad you told me that. Not that, not that I'm discounting what you're worried about. Because I think that's a very valid thing to worry about. What if I what if I go off on this path and it's not working or I can't make it or yeah. I fail? Failure is a very scary thing, but sometimes failure shows you a, a, a better path. Failure is sometimes your best friend because when you fail, it gives you the opportunity to reevaluate, right? Yeah. What about you? What are you nervous, huh? afraid? I'm definitely nervous about making new friends um because i know it is going to be different like we talked about making new friends is different at a new age and plus you're dealing with people from all over like maybe even other countries Mm -hmm. in a new college um so i'm worried about like kind of building up that friend group again i know like i think i'll be okay there Mm -hmm. um not really worried about a lot more right now. My main worry is getting accepted to college. Mm-hmm. I am that type of person that like everything, like like everything is just on, like whether or not I get into college or not. Mm-hmm. And like not even like like all of them. I want to get into all of the colleges I'm applying to. I know I'm not going to because mm-hmm. um, I'm applying to some really difficult schools and I'm thankful that I'm like going to have safety schools hopefully. My mom's like, you're going to go to college somewhere. Like you're, you're yeah. going to be okay. That's but true. there's a lot like writing on me like all of the schools on my list I would be so happy at. So mm-hmm. they're all technically my safety schools mm-hmm. um, which is a good thing I think. But I feel like the more schools I get into the more I'll like validate myself which I know is a little bit toxic as well. But um but very real. Yeah. And I mean, toxic or not, I think so many people feel that way. Not just young people. 
You know, if you apply for a fellowship as an adult and you don't get into any or you only get into mm-hmm. one, it, it's a really mature, extremely mature person that doesn't somehow take that personally. Right. It's hard to not take things personally, especially when you're younger. You know, one of the four agreements is not to take things personally. And it's really important to kind of hone that skill. But it's right. not something that comes naturally. No. You don't just naturally not take anything personally. Yeah. You have to kind of practice that. Yeah. So, you know, making friends at college is, is, um, is in a lot of ways is very different. You are so responsible for yourself that that can be good and it can be really bad because, um, then you do something stupid and you're responsible for it. it exactly. Well, we do stupid things and are responsible for them now. But yes. Yeah, it's a little different when you live in your parents' house. Yeah, it's true. Because there's part of your psyche that still belongs is the wrong word, but still kind of belongs to your parents. And, and because you, know you live there. Yeah, you know they're there for you. Yes, and you live there and they can help you set boundaries you're not comfortable setting yourself. They can override boundaries for you mm-hmm. because until you're 18, your parents are in charge. I mean, that's the way it's supposed to work. And it's supposed to work that way for a reason, right? Because as much as you guys want to be mature enough to make all these decisions, developmentally, like chemically in your brain, sometimes you're not. But no. then all of a sudden you're thrust into a place where you can make all decisions and some of the decisions may not be great. And that's okay. We, we all made mistakes when we were starting to figure out our boundaries without any supervision. But you have to forgive yourself for those mistakes. You yeah. have to really That was another thing I was kind of worried about is like when you go home, like you, like I hold myself to a certain standard and then I know what standard like you and dad hold me to. Mm-hmm. And when I'm off at college, then it's just me holding myself to a standard. And I was nervous. I'm just still nervous that like that's going to change and that's going to get really toxic because I'm like really critical of myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm scared I'm going to make a mistake and come home and just be like, well, guess that's that. <laughs> well, uh- you're not entirely not beholden to your parents. I don't know many parents who would let you flunk out of college. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, especially if, you're, if your parents are paying for your college. That's probably not going to work, you yeah. know. And also, your parents may not be with you all the time, but parents are pretty smart. Smarter than they, they may be given credit for sometimes. And if you're off in a ditch a little bit, it, if you have some good parents, they're probably going to know it maybe even before you do. So... As much as kids today don't want to rely on their parents, their parents are pretty, think about your parent, and I don't, I don't mean this term in the stupid, like trendy way, but I, I would like for teenagers to think of their parents as a tool. Like you have a toolkit, you have different coping mechanisms in your toolkit, and you have different decision-making mechanisms in your toolkit. And you could have tools from all different places. Your Girl Scout troop leader, your cheer coach, your um, boss at your part-time job, the mom that you babysit for, your parents, because your parents are pretty smart people for the most part. I'm not speaking just about your parents. I mean, teenagers' parents in general. Not every parent is great, for sure. But a lot of the times... What they want for you is the best for yourself, for you to be healthy and happy and to thrive. Those are great goals. And I would imagine those are the same goals you have for yourself. Mm-hmm. So 
I think it's smart. You would be you would be remiss to not rely on your parents as you go off on your own because they've been on their own for a long time. So they definitely know a lot more than you do about being on their own. Yeah. And there's someone in theory you should be able to trust with whatever's going on, especially when you're an adult, when you're 18 and they don't have as many holds over your life as you might think because you've been living under their roof for your whole life. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, I didn't, I say this only because I didn't rely on my parents. I thought I could figure it all out myself. And I took some really bad turns in college. That got me in a lot of trouble. So if I had relied on people wiser than me who really loved me and had my best, my best uh, life in their vision, I think I would have made some better choices. And I think that mistake happens a lot for college kids where they don't think their parents are going to be cool with whatever it is they're worried about. And I think most of the time their parents would. They'd be yeah. just so be so glad that you trusted them with it, you know? Yeah. You trust me with what you're struggling with because that's what a parent should be as a mentor in, on some level. So that's what you're most afraid of going into college. Yeah. What are you most excited about about college? Everything. New friends. Making new friends. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. That's really cool. Football. College football. College football. College football fan. Oh, well, if you go to Clemson, girl, buckle your seatbelts. Clemson, Ohio State, Penn State are all on my list. Oh, my God. So. You're gonna, those are crazy football schools. Yeah. Yeah. Clemson's I'm really awesome. excited. Yeah, that's, that's going to be fun. It's an SEC school, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Oh, SEC football is the best. Anyway. Excited. What about you, George? Literally everything. There's not one part of like going to college that I like don't want to do. Exactly. I want to do everything. Really? And as fast as I can. Okay. Not, not, not like terrifying. Like I, I don't want to like wait to do stuff till the end of the year. You know what I mean? If you call me to bail you out of jail. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do something stupid. I mean, like I want to do everything. And I don't want to be stupid, not be stupid and like wait to do something till the end of the year. Because that's some of the stuff I did in high school where I would like wait on talking to someone because I was too scared to do something like I, like that kind of stuff. Not like do meth. Like I don't want to do anything like that. But I want to like. I hope not. Obviously. It's not too um, meth. But like there are a lot of people that like that talked to me. They were like, yeah, I was terrified to talk to you. And then I talked to you senior year and I realized there's nothing scary about you and I'm like yeah I know I was same thing and now we're friends senior year and now I have to say goodbye so like there's a lot of stuff that I want to get done soon so that I have time to enjoy it Mm. so it sounds like you want to remove some restrictions and fears and just be in the moment yeah and enjoy the moment yeah I think that's a great plan that's a really great plan what advice would you give a freshman about high school nothing And be okay with it, please. Because there are some freshmen that really think they're... Yikes. You know nothing and be okay with it, please. Okay? You know nothing. How about some kind advice? You, very respectfully, know nothing at all. (laughs) Be Be okay with it. Be careful with what classes you choose to take. Mm. My sophomore year messed me up so bad. Why? Um, Because I decided I was like, I'm going to take this honors class and this honors class and this AP class and it messed up my GPA so bad. Really? Like easier because I was like, and then junior year, I'm going to take all these AP classes. No, I ended up taking three AP classes total and it's totally okay. Yeah. Um, 
So I know like everyone feels the need to like, I was like, I'm going to set up college. I'm going to do all of this. No, no, you're not. You wait until junior year and junior year, you might add a few extra harder classes. But if you do like, especially if you do like extracurriculars, like I do, mm-hmm. I do like three different sports and I'm an yeah. ambassador and I do all of this other stuff. Um, it's just like, like, take it easy the first year, especially the mm-hmm. second year too. Um, you're still an underclassman. You're getting your sea legs still. Yeah. Don't try and prove yourself to anyone like because there are a lot of people that do that kind of stuff where they take all these smart classes and join all this stuff and it ends up burning them out just Mm -hmm. to try and make friends or impress someone Mm -hmm. they want to be friends with. Figure out who you are, freshman, sophomore, even junior, even senior year, as long as it takes to figure out who you are and let that person that knows who they are start making friends and not the person that is burnt out because that that's everyone. Most people usually do all this stuff to try and be someone who they're not. And then you watch them make friends and you're like, Oh, this is not you though. Like I, like I have so many people that have burned themselves out and to become this random person, but they like lost their personality in the making. Mm. Like they take all these AP classes and then they're burned out. So they like have nothing else that they can do with themselves. Mm -hmm. When if you just, Calm down, figure out who you are, and then figure out what you want. Mm -hmm. That's so much better. So what do you think? Do you think, okay, this is a hard, I don't know how to formulate this question. It's okay. I literally have not spoken a single fact the entire time. (laughs) Yes, you have. You've been very good at speaking about everything we've talked about. Here's what I, this is what, this is what makes me a little different, I think, from other parents. I never once I tell me if I'm wrong. I never once said, how about that AP class? You're going to take an AP class. No. Did I ever do that? No, because I felt like you should enjoy where you are and not, this was my opinion only. I know that a lot of parents do not share this opinion, but Bert and I were like, take the classes you want and that you're interested in. Don't overload your life. Don't get yourself all stressed out for the future, which is your college. Now, if you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, something that has a very specialized, really high academic achieving like uh, requirement, then that's a different deal. But if you're going to college because and you don't know what you want to do or you know you want to do something that's a little less sophisticated, why in the world would you kill yourself as a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old. That's to me, that thinking. sets a precedent for you to work yourself into the ground for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So I never pressured you, and I definitely don't pressure your sister, about loading up your schedule, which is what I was told should be happening. And I was, the environment spoke to, oh, she's not going to get into college if she doesn't have eight AP classes. And I was like, I don't freaking believe that. I actually don't believe that. She may not get into Yale, but should she go to Yale? She would hate Yale. So what do I care? Yeah. And it's same with the SAT. Oh my God. You applied to schools that did not require the SAT. So guess what? I did not require you to take the SAT because what's the point? Do I need you to take the SAT to take the SAT? That sucks. I hate that. So I agree with you. I don't think you should. I agree with you too, Tatum. Don't stress yourself out in your sophomore year. If you need to add a couple of harder classes, because that's the path you're going, do it in your junior year and don't worry about it. And just enjoy figuring out who you are and how you function in this more sophisticated social system. Because high school really is about the social system. 
I mean, everybody teaches history in high school. Everybody teaches AP history. It's the social system that you're figuring out in high school. And so I don't agree with that philosophy of you must have every AP class on the planet. I think it's so crazy. For some kids, they thrive in it. Yeah. Totally should be there. 100% should be there. I know one of your friends that's been like every single class is AP and she thrives in it. Right. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. It's amazing. She's going into like aerospace engineering. And, and she and finds it's going easy. into like engineering as well. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, you awesome. have fun with that. But that's not every kid. <clears throat> yeah. So you can't say then every kid should be in every AP class or they will never be successful in life. Let me tell you, it took your dad seven years to graduate college. He's the most Boy. successful person I know. Your seven grandfather years. had terrible grades in law school. He's the most successful real estate attorney in the state of Florida. It has nothing to do with anything. So if anything you think about going into college, do your best work, have a balanced life, enjoy yourself. Because unless you're in some kind of highly specialized field, they're not going to say, what was your GPA when you graduated college? Yeah, that's what I was saying. They're not going to ask you how well you annotated Shakespeare. They're not. When you're building a spaceship. Or. They're not going to be like, mm, Romeo and Juliet or Othello. I see. And you're like, okay. Well, Do you have to read those? I'm reading Othello right now. <laughs> I actually like it though. So I can't. I can't I bash like on Shakespeare. Shakespeare. I do like Shakespeare. Shakespeare's My awesome. English Shakespeare. teacher gaslit me into li- liking Shakespeare. Because I hated <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I <laughs> gaslit you to like I hated Romeo and Juliet. Hated it. I hated Macbeth. And then towards the end of Macbeth, no, she I liked Macbeth. I hated it. I don't know why. And then we started reading Othello, and just the way she was teaching it manipulated me into liking Shakespeare. And I was like, oh, fine. We're, we're not reading oh, Shakespeare. Fine. We're reading like Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. That was actually well, a good what one. in the? It's a poem. There's a movie on it too. It's actually good. We read. I almost said, oh, no, it is called Beowulf. 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 We read mm-hmm. Beowulf. Okay, we read Beowulf. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that sounds like a movie title. <laughs> not, a, not, a, not an English. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What was Beowulf. your favorite thing about high school? <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I can't think of anything. What, what were you laughing at my question? Or, or were you no, the fact that I couldn't think of anything. Water polo? Yeah, I really like water polo. You do. And like the girls that I met on that team are I'm now like closer with a lot of them than I am like my actual friend group I hang out with. Mm -hmm. I adopted a sophomore. She's a mini me. And so I love her to death. And like I just love the sport, too. And our coach, he's the best person ever. And so that's honestly like I love water polo so much. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do without the season when it ends. So that's so cool. That's really cool. I still have no idea. No idea. There, you have no favorite part of high school? Um, no, I don't know. Because there was a lot that I really liked, but there's not like a single favorite part. I think it was like, honestly, I think it was the social part of it. Because I would choose who I was, like the part of where you get to kind of choose who you're friends with. Because obviously in like, Obviously, I, I'm still friends with Tatum, which is choosing my friends. But like nobody, I don't talk to anybody else in our middle school friend group. So I technically chose my friend. Really cool of me that I have one friend. Um, but I think it's the part where you get to like genuinely choose who you want to be friends with and then who you don't aren't that close with. And you get to because it's different in middle school and 
elementary school than it is in high school. So I like choosing my new friends. So in elementary school and high school, you feel like your friends were more situational maybe? Yeah, they were. Because it was kind of like the sports, the, the whatever. The kids, my mom's friends were friends. Like, like, like you had friends <laughs> like, and I was what? friends with their kids or that like Isla's siblings, older sibling I was friends with or that like we were in the same fourth grade class. Like it was more... Situational. situational yeah but now in high school you kind of get to choose and then you get to choose like really good people and you're like oh this is kind of cool yeah you yeah. yeah. but i don't really have a favorite no favorite part well because i'm not done with high school true. true true you're not done could could be coming up what was your least favorite part about high school you want one peep, some of the people i'll take as many as you give me oh my god some of the people because just there were just some people that made high school so miserable. Really? Like yeah, a lot of parts suck. of high school and you don't completely realize how miserable it was until it's over. And then you're like, wow, that was not great. Really? Yeah. And those people are over? What do you mean? Well, you said you didn't realize how bad it was until it's over. Yeah, most of them are over. <laughs> I still have But people. there are still people where you're like, <sighs> how do I get out of this? Like there are a lot of people that can make you feel really stuck because you kind of, have a weird obligation to them but then again not really it's really confusing and it's really complex but those kind of people that make you i don't know a little more unhappy but they're still not terrible people it's it's really complicated That's like my friend group right now it's complex like i put so much effort into being a good friend because i've always been taught like you get what you give mm-hmm. um so the amount of effort that you put in like you should reciprocate. Even if you yeah. don't reciprocate it, you should still put it in anyways because yeah. these people probably deserve something. And because that's who you are. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I like to give. I, I want to make sure everyone's okay. I want to make sure everyone also always needs like you need anything. Let me know. Yeah. Um, if you miss a class, I'll take notes for you. I'll take them down in your notebook mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all of that stuff. And it's like even it's, it's the super small things. And for me, it's like never been reciprocated within my friend group. Mm. Um, yeah. It we're was all really bad at like. I never get invited anywhere still. And like, we always are like leaving one person out. And I'm like, mm. hey, what about this person? They're like, oh, we don't want them there tonight. And I'm like, oh, so last night you didn't want me here. It's like my friend group is still very much like that. And mm. I like, I just am like looking forward to hopefully mm. finding some friends that like yeah. I can help. And then like, I might get something back. From it was like that a little in sophomore year. I know exactly what you're talking about. Where like, everything was like really you had to guess a lot of the time or I gave so much more than I got back Mm -hmm. like so much to the point where that's what I thought friendship was like I thought I would always care more about my friends than they would ever care about me ever like I would care more about them in these 30 minutes than they would ever care about me in like two months like that's how it always felt and then I started making friends outside that friend group and they started caring for me the exact same I was caring for them Mm -hmm. and it like genuinely like scared me Mm -hmm. because I would have friends and they'd be like wow this was really fun do you want to do this again and I was like what you want to do this again you thought this was fun you want to you want to keep hanging out with me like I didn't know there were people that like felt the exact same way I feel about them. And then I got really freaked out and I talked to one of my friends about it. I was like, yeah, I know like most of the friends that I had in high school never cared as much as I cared about them like they did about me. And she was like, oh, then you never had like any real friends before. And I was like, that's really scary to think that you were, you wasted all this time on these people that really didn't care 
And then I started making friends that genuinely started to care. And I was like, whoa, this is really creepy. How there are people that want to spend as much, like they don't want to leave everyone out. They want to hang out with you as much as they can. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really weird. And I had this whole like conversation with my friend about it where I was like, I don't know. I just find it really weird that everyone feels the same about everyone. Mm-hmm. Like no one wants to exclude you. No one really talks bad about anyone else. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of cool with everyone else. Well, what you just described is called a value system. Yeah. So the best indicator of whether people will stay married is if their value system works together. They don't have to be identical, but they have to work together. So it's the same with friendship. The best indicator of a good friend is do we have very similar value systems? So. I th- and I also think, too, as you guys were talking, I was thinking it's really hard in high school to break away from a friend group unless you have an enormous school like your middle school. You're all both in private schools that are they're not tiny, but they're not like your middle school where you oh could God. really get lost in your middle school. And no one ever see you. I got <laughs> lost in sixth grade. On the way to the office. I mean, I don't mean physically lost. I oh, mean, I was like, physically socially. lost a lot of the time. But That's why I hung out with Tatum. She was so tall. I'd just be like, that way. But that is a good thing about college. In college, you can navigate your way away from people who don't resonate with your value system. Does that make sense? Yeah. Your value system is very, very important. It's important for you to identify it for yourself. And then that way, it's easy to identify in other people whether or not they work together. They don't yeah. have to be the same, but they have to be, they have to work together. Yeah. I mean, I'm really lucky I found people. At, I'm like, obviously it's sad that it's the last year I'm going to be with these people, but I'm, I feel really lucky that I found people that have really similar value systems mm-hmm. because when you're with someone that's value systems are just so radically off, mm-hmm. it's so much work to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much work to constantly be with like not even just be around them just to know that they're in your life and they have like obviously most of their values are okay but some of the very big ones where there's a lot of differences it takes so much more like brain work Mm -hmm. because I don't know especially if you don't realize especially if you don't realize it Mm -hmm. and you're like oh but I love this person so like I guess I'll just keep working and working and working because of how much I love them right and you step back and you're like wow I put in like 70 hours worth of work and they put in like two minutes and you're like, Ooh, mm-hmm. that's not, that shouldn't be how that works. Well, most of the time a friendship should leave you feeling energized. Mm-hmm. It should leave you feeling uplifted, positive, full, happy. It doesn't mean that you don't argue or you don't have moments right. where you disagree, mm-hmm. but for the most part, a friendship should leave you feeling all these light feelings, mm-hmm. right? It should not leave you feeling heavy. Because it, and if it does, if you find that most of the time when you're with that person, when you get home, you're exhausted, you're depressed, you want to lay down, you have a headache, then you should, your, your value systems probably don't line up. And it doesn't necessarily mean that person is a bad person. Mm -hmm. It just means they have a different value system than yours. And it's draining for you to keep kind of shoring yours up for their benefit. You should never have to do that in a relationship that's romantic or, or with work or, you know, obviously you have less control over your work. If you work in a, right. an office where you have a boss, that's just super draining. Mm-hmm. That's a little different than the relationships you can choose. You can choose your friends. 
You can choose. You can't choose your sibling. Maybe your sibling's really draining for you. Sorry, you got to figure out how to manage that. That's your sibling. But I don't think your siblings no, are draining. No, I love my kids to death. Uh, but no, but you see my point. Someone listening may have a sibling where they're like, this person just kills me. Yeah. Well, you have to figure out how to manage that. But you get to choose your friends and you get to choose your romantic relationships. So, and you, you even get to choose people that you maybe participate in a hobby with. So mm-hmm. choose, choose things that go up. You don't choose things that go down. So can we talk just for a minute and then I'll have to go. I interviewed Dr. Drew and his daughter who wrote a book called It Doesn't Have to Be Awkward. It was a great book. It's about talking to teenagers about um, all kinds of stuff. But one of the things was sex and relationships. And she said something, uh, Paulina uh, Pinsky said something in this book that's really bothered me. So I want to ask you guys <laughs> if this is accurate. She said the the word dating is antiquated. The kids don't date anymore. They don't? No. Then what do they do? Oh, they do. Friends. You hang out. You hook up. That's what she said. You hook up, but like some people some date. Some people date. But dating is usually like more long term. But most people just you could like be You could have them. a thing with someone mm-hmm. and you could like, they call it like a situationship now. Instead of like a situation, a situation ship. Oh, I've never heard that before. You've never heard that? Mm-mm. People just date. No, we we don't. In oh, you could what? be like talking to someone for like five months and never be dating. Mm-hmm. You could be like, um, like hang out with them. You could like act like you're going out on dates with them and everything, and they could be like hooking up with someone else. And no, my fine. I saw my friend on a date the other day and it was really cute. I like, but see, I'm like a big, such a big dating person. People don't like labels now. They don't want to be like, a lot of people are age, I feel like have commitment issues, whether that stems from parents or friends or past like relationships. And so a lot of people don't like the the title of it. They don't want to be in a committed relationship where they're like held to standards. <gasps> wow. Oh, scary. that's not like that. At, or, oh, my God. <laughs> at your school. That's not like that at my school. And I, I kind of like it because I had one friend who like, you know, got all dressed up for this date and she had so much fun and we saw her on this date and she was like, oh my God, I've had so much fun. Like she stayed at the place she was at until it closed and then still was with this guy. Like, and it was like such a normal date and she like had so much fun. And I love that. It's so cute. And we have like so many people that actually go on dates and actually date other people. And I like- I envy you. It's it's so cute. It's so cute. Well, that's how I grew up, obviously. And yeah. many, many generations before me grew up was dating and being in a relationship. Not that that not that you can't talk to somebody for a little bit and not be in a relationship. Yeah. That's yeah, happened. but for like six months. No, like that's a whole relationship. A situation ship. A situation. So what is a situation ship? It's like Tatum and Iron. Dating with <laughs> It's like dating without saying that you're dating. So me and Tatum. So then <laughs> basically. So then you're exclusive or no if you're in a situation ship? It depends. Yeah. Most of the time, no. Yeah, no. But is that communicated between the two situation ship people? It's kind of it can be a problem. Sometimes. One person will think they're exclusive, the other will not, and then it causes problems. It's so stupid. It no depends. one can communicate anymore. It's so stupid. Someone will say something and they'll like, 
like it's where it's the same thing where everyone will have a problem with one person, but no one has the balls to go say, hey, we have a problem with you and actually figure out what's wrong. What I do, obviously, because look at me. Because you're Georgia. Uh, like, it's it's so stupid. Everyone's just so scared of everyone else's opinion. Probably from social media, but I really am not in the mood to talk about that for three and a half hours. No. But everyone's just so scared of what everyone else is going to think of them that they're just stuck and they don't do anything. So they're judgment phobic. Yeah. yeah. Afraid of people they're judging They're scared them. that they're going to be like, oh, she was such a bitch for saying that. And you're like, oh my God, so no then, one wait, cares. I want to stick with dating. Because this Boy. really scares me, to be honest with you. Why? I don't know why. I don't know entirely why. Oh, it scares me too. I just but, want someone to make Christmas cookies and watch a movie with me. Exactly. That can still happen. That, that is happens. dating. That's what dating is. I think you just got to find the right pe- kind of person. Because there are still a lot of people that still do that. And then there are people that are stupid and are like, I'm in a situationship. You're like, that's not real. Yeah. We're just talking. Is, is our we're school. just talking. They that's say that's that. our school's thing. I'm like, like, so are uh, you guys dating? They're like, no, we're just talking. Well, like, I've been talking to this guy for like four months. Well, like, talking okay, was well. a term used in my day. Yeah, as well. except talking is now like you could be talking for forever. Like a year. Wow. And you're yeah. like, all right, buddy. Like, just but like, it's okay. Cause it's huh. So my impression being the fly on the wall, watching high schools here and there with like Tatum, with Georgia, with other friends of mine who have high schoolers. I don't see a lot of relationships in high schools. I don't see like when I went to high school, almost everybody at some point had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. They were in some kind of relationship at some point in high school. It may not have lasted very long, but very few people just never dated anybody all through high school. But it seems to me like the opposite is true now. Most people don't date in high school. And then there's a handful of people who get into relationships. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. So what is the positive of that? And what is the negative of that? Negative is definitely like hookup culture now. Like, That's so disgusting. Because so people, hookup culture is people just hook up and have sex. Yeah. Yeah. And then they it's like and then, meaningless. And then it's like, yeah, and then it's meaningless. And then you could walk by them the next day at school and, and not, not speak acknowledge each other. So what is the purpose of that? Not, there's no, I don't understand the, per, like, it's got to be a purpose or they wouldn't do it. Well, probably just because they're young and they have nothing else to do. Which is which have, is stupid. Sometimes I know it's like one of my friends, she'll like get with this guy because she really, really likes him, but he likes this other girl and like that's she thinks that's the best yeah. that she can do. That's oh. the closest she can get. People like, just they, they're just in their heads too much. Oh my god. So they're like oh, This is killing my heart. I know. But it's okay because we're not like that. So it's fine. <laughs> well, I know, but I wanna understand like, it. I was one of the few that had a boyfriend for a while. In, you were? Yeah, in high school. Freshman year. I remember remember that. that. It was such a good relationship. I still like look back and reminisce on that relationship. Yeah. That relationship was really cute. It was so cute. It It was was adorable. He was the sweetest person ever. Mm -hmm. But see. Still is. My belief. Here's what I believe. I believe you date people. To f- this is another way of you figuring out who you are. Yeah. Of like, I like this. I don't like that. And I don't mean sexually. I mean, like in a relationship. It could mean sexually, too. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I like when he opens the car door for me. I mean, that's a stupid mm-hmm. analogy. But you know what I mean? I like I like just baking uh, Christmas cookies. I don't I need this Christmas big fanfare. But how are you supposed to learn that if you don't ever date? Don't how do you learn that? It's like. People like I like my best friends in college right now, and so I get I get all the lowdowns and everything. Yeah, yeah. She's like, people come to college 
and they get in relationships for like four years straight and then they'll break up after college but like they like are dating this one person all of four years and she's like i feel like they're trying to make up from the fact that they never dated anyone in mm, high school or the opposite side of that is they will date people for two weeks at a time and then break up with them like they, they say that they're dating they go out on dates and everything and then they're like no i realized that i don't like this 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 and this and like we just aren't compatible in that way right but they never went through the talking stage to figure that out before they started dating right and i feel oh. like that also stems from like having not figured out like like who you are as a person and what you need in a relationship Mm -hmm. because what you need might be different than like what you want in a relationship technically. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I think it's hard to like figure it all out while you're at college. People still use hookup culture also to like, to just as a safety net. Cause like, I guess getting in a relationship for some people can be like really scary to be committed to this one person. And like, if you mess up with that person, that's your responsibility. So I think it's easier for people to just hook up than to like actually get to know this person, which is so stupid in my opinion. But I think honestly, everyone just really believes uh, like, I don't know every, no one really knows themselves, which is like, like you'd expect people to really know themselves now that they're almost an adult, but no one really knows who they are. And so I think it's scary to get in a relationship with someone when you don't know who you are. Mm hmm. And you don't know how you're going to act. So I think they're, they'd are they rather just hook up because it's safer. Because if... Of the accountability. Because, yeah, because of the accountability. It's all about accountability. You guys have been made to be terrified of accountability because your accountability is so different than it was for past generations. You know, it was immediate and it was global. Whereas, you know, if I hooked up with the bad boy in town... Only a handful of people knew it. If you hook up with a bad boy in town, everyone knows. In theory, yeah. the whole world could know. Yep. If it's on social media, that's a very scary, different level of accountability. That makes a little bit of sense, but yeah. it makes me very sad because I think it's really fun to date in high school. It's really fun to just kind of date around. It's fun to have a date to the prom and think, is he going to kiss me? Is he going to hold my hand? But mm-hmm. I, it, I don't see that happening in the in the high school kids that I am exposed to when my daughter allows me to. (laughs) I don't really see that happening much, you know? And when she said that dating is an antiquated term and kids don't date anymore, I almost had a heart attack. And it seems like that's true for some places and cultures, but maybe not true everywhere. Because if it's not true at Georgia school, but it is true at yours, that tells me that what she said is only partially true. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes you feel a little bit better. <laughs> Good. So no boyfriends since the freshman boyfriend? Nope. Nope. No boyfriends? Nope. No boyfriends? All the guys that nope. go to my school are a-holes. Yeah, yeah, no one's really... Did you ever consider changing schools? For a boyfriend? No. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No, because you've you've had struggles with girl friends and, you've, and you and the boys are all assholes. Yeah. Never considered changing schools? No. No. I mean, I mean, it's like you go to a really good school. I do. I do. I go to a really nice school yeah. and I'm committed to all of their like sports teams there yeah. and everything. I have foundations for all my teachers. My brother goes to the same school now. Yeah. Um, I don't know where else I would really have gone. Yeah. I might have gone, to, but I don't know how I would have fared with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It like it crossed my mind a few times, but I figured like if I just stick it out. Actually, my reasoning back then was college apps. I was like, 
if I go to school for all four years, I can say I've done all of these programs for all four years and it can go on my college apps and I can be like mm-hmm. seen as like I'm committed and all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. so that was a really crappy reason. Don't don't do that. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, I just figured it's super easy. It's close to home. I'll like just everything out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got a little bit better and it's getting a little bit worse. Mm. But you know what? It's okay. Like, I'm going to try and make the best out of it. There's, it's not to the point where I'm like, I need to move schools. Right. Yeah. Okay. No. And you're almost done. Yep. Facts. Did you ever think about moving schools, Georgia? Yeah, a little bit. I thought about it um, when I, when my friends were kind of not treating me great. And I really had no one because like my school's pretty small in comparison to Tatum's. Like it's pretty small and I really didn't like the one friend group I was a part of. There were a couple girls that would just treat me really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And then I I just kind of like was like, eh, it's whatever. And I thought about moving schools because I remembered how some of my friends in middle school were treating me and it was different mm-hmm. and it was better. And mm-hmm. I would I would have preferred mm-hmm. that treatment as opposed to what I had, was getting. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of like sat there and I was like, but you know what? Maybe it'll change because it was before sophomore split really hit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe I'll it get was like to know. Sophomore year. Though, yeah, right? it was yeah, like it was end like of junior sophomore year. As yeah. well, the split actually. And then I was, was like, okay, so maybe it will tough. fix some things. And it did. So I'm glad I didn't move schools. Um, but I did consider it a little bit, but not enough to where I was like, oh, it's too much work. But I, I really I'm glad I stayed because I'm I think a lot of people grew up like there there was a difference in people when we came back to school mm-hmm. everyone had grown up a little bit more mm-hmm. which was really weird because you were kind of stuck with yourself for so long mm-hmm. that there were people that were acting really different or I don't even remember how they were acting before and then I re-met them again mm-hmm. and it, they grew up a lot more and I was like oh, okay I'm glad I stayed right that's good yeah that's good any other closing comments or any advice you'd like to give someone who may be listening? Don't take AP European history. <laughs> oh <laughs> Don't take AP European history. Okay. Why? It was my sophomore year demise. Oh, that was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was not good. <laughs> what about you, Georgia? <laughs> um... Don't do something just because you think it's going to make you cool. Yeah. Don't do that. Because there was this one girl that thought she was going to be really, it's a really stupid story, <laughs> but she like, she thought it'd make her so cool to like get on a skateboard and let a car pull her down the street. And she oh ended up like God. eating it and had this big scrape down her arm. And she was like, oh, I thought it'd make me cool. And I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> just don't do anything stupid yeah. to think you're going to be cooler. Don't. Because you won't. Yeah. People are just going to look at you like a follower like you're stupid yeah. <laughs> yeah they're gonna be like oh she just did that because she wanted blah, 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 to think they were cool like yeah. just be your own person the other thing is like stand up for other people oh please do that like this has bothered me so much within the past week mm-hmm. um like i was at a friend's birthday dinner last night and i saw that on tiktok <laughs> not My yours TikTok. no it, oh Alyssa's. yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> full circle moment <laughs> um I was at a birthday dinner and I was sitting next to my guy friend, Brian, and like some girl snapped him. And um, in my opinion, like she was maybe not the most attractive person. And he like starts laughing. He like takes a screenshot of it. I'm like, okay, 
like that's rude like she can see that you took a screenshot of it and so then he's like yeah don't worry I said you look really pretty right now so she thinks that's why I screenshotted it I'm like so you're lying straight to this girl's face and you're gonna like laugh about it and post it on your private story later with the picture like he was joking like he was like what if I make this picture like the cover of one of my Instagram stories I was like no Brian you can't do that or like Mm-hmm. My entire friend group was going around and, she, and they were like, if I paid you a million dollars, would you get with so-and-so? And I'm like, it, that's okay up until a certain point if they're people that like, you know, like that you know and that you have like, that's kind of just like a kiss, marry, kill type thing. Mm-hmm. But like when it starts getting late, we're like pulling out, out like names of people and they were like, I wouldn't do that for like five million dollars or like wow. something. And it's like people that you know, like might not be the most attractive in your opinion or aren't the smartest or focus more on like school and mm-hmm. studious things than on like partying. And and then they can't start being like, I could never, like I could never even imagine it. Like they're, and then they start saying things like they're so ugly or they're oh, so like dumb. And I'm like, can you guys just not like, it was up, it was okay up until the point where you were like hating on these people. And these people are probably going to have to live with that for like, the rest of their life knowing like in middle like in high school I was bullied for and I was called ugly or I was called fat and I was called like mm-hmm. you know like like yeah they do so many other things with your time like yeah. stick to like oh yeah like she's super smart why don't you say that instead of saying oh she's fat mm-hmm. like th- yeah. those things live with people forever so I'm just saying like if you see something like that stand up for someone because who knows someone might be talking that way about you Mm. And I know someone people have been talking that way about me. And like I nobody stood up for me and I wish someone did. And so that's like I want to stand up for more people, like especially if it's like within a close group of friends and you can stop your friends from doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Just like say something. What are yeah. they going to do about it? Are they going to be like, yeah. no, screw you and like keep yeah. doing it? Like that's the worst thing that could happen out of that. And mm-hmm. encourage people to be strong Just be because there are people that are in those kind of groups where they're with those people and they don't like it and they don't do anything about it mm-hmm. but they stay there because scared. that's all they know how to do and they don't want to be the person that's getting talked about or called fat or called stupid so they stay there and they play along even though they don't like it mm-hmm. but they do it because they're scared that they're going to be next right so encourage those people to just stop because it's so stupid and it's pointless and it gets you nowhere and calling someone ugly is not going to make you prettier no very it's, true. it's like calling someone stupid is not going to get you a better grade on your math test so why would you do it like why would it why what's the point You're there's no to point seem cool in now front you of seem other like an idiot bro mm-hmm. you <laughs> seem so stupid mm-hmm. like i i got so mad at some people for like putting one of my friends down just because they were bored and i was like dude if you're this bored pull out candyland like they do have something nothing s- better to do with do their something time. better read a book like yeah. do something but why are you calling this person stupid like you know you're not going to feel better about yourself when you're like oh she's so stupid you don't feel better about yourself you feel guilty and you know it and yeah. so why would you do it yeah read a book learn something don't just call someone st- oh my god why learn to crochet yeah, to crochet. Cool like well, I that. highly recommend doing that. I too. learned to crochet and <laughs> she literally how to crochet. Uh, I, know. I learned to crochet and I had one random person. They were like, you should really be embarrassed about that because you're going to seem like a grandma. Uh, first of all, I was not embarrassed. I came to school with my crochet stuff, taught like eight people how to crochet and I started a club. Nice. And now yeah, you did. I started a club 
called like Creatives for Charity. And it's where I have all these girls making art that they sell and we give everything to a charity of our choice. That's amazing. So George. everyone can shut up up about me being a crochet Once again, grandma. something else I didn't know about well, that my just teenager happened. because she never tells me anything. That happened like literally last week. So let's I not... don't care when it happened. I... You don't tell me anything. You should come home with me like, hey mom, guess what I did today? I would love that so much. That would be Sorry. the best. Uh, but anyways, it's so don't let anyone bully you because no. they're stupid and they probably deserve to get bullied anyways. I so. pooch gray. And I you gray. suck. Uh, the literally, the whole theory of bullying, it's not real. No one, <laughs> no one can bully you. Not no real. one can bully you. Unless they physically assault you, then that's, maybe that's like a little bit of bullying, but otherwise people like, Which no. I think you'd get, you get it expelled for. You'd get expelled for. So yeah. So don't let anyone to, bully you. I have to disagree with you. Bullying is very real. Yeah. But I got bullied in school. I well, I did too. I bullying is very real. I got called hillbilly teeth, like all through elementary school and all through middle school, and I was like, eh, whatever, it's fine. <sighs> Sled friends. Well, yeah, you did. You don't have to take it, but <laughs> bullying is real. You just no. don't have to put up with it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is yeah. like don't don't take it because it's there. Like right. d- like if someone bullies you, that doesn't mean you have to feel. The well, way they want you to feel. Well, like try to not feel that way. It's so incredibly hard to like yeah. hear something like that. Mm-hmm. Like if someone came up to me and was like, "Oh, you're so skinny, you're anorexic. Like, go eat something or like something like that." Like it's hard to like not take that to heart. Yeah. Um, I feel like for the people that tend like to tend to do like whoa, tend to be <laughs> bullied, um. Like, once it starts getting to the point where you don't care about it, that, like, would slightly concern me because you've put up with it for so long that it, like, you start to not care about it anymore. And, like, I guess that's good in a sense, but it's also you've put up with, you, like, go throughout your entire life hearing it, so maybe you're just starting to accept it and, like... I don't know. It's, well, yeah. I'll tell you this. There's a certain level of maturity it takes to really not be affected by that. And when you're a child, including in high school, you're still a child in, on some levels in high school. It takes a lot of maturity to not be affected by mean words mm-hmm. um, a lot. So when someone starts bullying you, it's always good to talk to somebody else or to reach out for help or to grab a friend mm-hmm. Or to say stop and get somebody to have your back. It's really hard to take care of that all by yourself. It's even hard when you're no longer a child sometimes to take care of that by yourself. And that's okay. You shouldn't have to do anything like that alone. You have lots of people that will help you if you just look for them. Well, we have to wrap it up because I have to go watch season four of Yellowstone. Oh, my God. Bye, Mom. Bye. Thank you guys for talking about this. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Yeah, really. whatever. I'll see you in June. Thank you. Yes, you let's do June. this at the end of, of senior year. I might have my voice back by then. No. I hope so. Maybe. It wasn't so bad. It was okay. It was better than I thought. Yeah, it's not no. so bad. Wait, it's, am I driving you home? It's adorable. I don't know. Maybe my I don't think is... she's thumbing at home. Yeah, I think you're going to drive her home. <laughs> no, she's going to walk home. No, she's I could walk home. She's not. Walk. Well, thank you, ladies. Very thank you. Much. You're welcome, Mom. You got a brand new key. We should.